Blog Talk Radio. Everybody stand by. Okay, this is a two-part series, and before we get started, Dr. Kilbenton says, good evening, Chaplain John Durden, and I got another text from Dr. Wiggins, and Dr. Jackson says education before we get started, please. Good evening, gentlemen. I have uh, three master's degrees. The first one is in human resources, which means personnel administration. I uh, hired several employees for 30 years with the federal government. When I retired after 30 years, the Lord called me to the ministry, and I went to school. And then I had obtained a master's in Christian counseling and master's in theology. And as a result of those two, I served as a chaplain for 20 years. I've been retired now about yeah, 10 or 11 years now. Okay, this is how to develop a first-century church. We got so many great nothings and churches out here that don't even match the scriptures. Let's take a look at part one. Part two coming up live in 45 minutes. I'm going to continue this live right here on Broadway. Talk. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God is with him. Father, I ask that you use me as your oracle. I take authority over every demonic spirit, voice bouncing in electrical interference, any type of stumbling spirits that a person, stop a person from hearing this word. Lord, we give all dedication to you in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. We pray, amen, amen, and amen. I deal with a lot of people worldwide. And I am finding out and coming to the understanding that people go to church and find fellowship based on their tradition. When you hear the verse come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, the first thing your fleshly mind, Colossians 2.19, says, come out the world. Sure, but these churches are not apostolic. If you hear this sermon and if you're starting up a ministry and we got too many people starting up ministries with no anointing. When I started the ministry of deliverance in 2004, I had very few teachings on deliverance. You go to YouTube, everybody on earth casting out demons, which is good, but some of them are phony and fake. And the church system is totally opposite of God's Bible. The Bible tells us about traditions of men, Mark 7, 6. If you're in a traditional church, what I'm about to say to you is going to go over your head. And if you haven't found the church, you can come here. We have members here. We will minister to you one-on-one. -on -one. Anyone who calls for deliverance, we don't charge. We don't charge people money to do a deliverance. We just ask that you sow a seed. And a lot of people made difference with me on that, but I walk on faith. I'm, I'm not begging for any man to do anything for me. But you need, as a person in your life, to find out, am I in a church where I'm learning? Some people go to church because they find the pastor attractive and the wife attractive, and they go in and lust upon that person. Oh, there's all kind of games in the church. Some people go to church to get in positions with these fleshly pastors, you have to go to bed and, you know, 
and then you get a position. That's the fleshly church. All this goes on. In the Roman Catholic Church, there was none killing babies in 1932, and they're putting up up under the covenant. Bones was found under deep under the grounds. An apostolic leader will encourage the people to live and operate in the spirit. Do you see pastors teaching you how to operate in the spirit? Most of them don't realize it, but their traditional uh, bondage puts you in control. They work; they can control you. Instead of teaching you how to be led of the spirit, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. And instead of led by your pastor. And when you're in a church system set up like that, it's, it's prone to fail. There's no success with that because Jesus said, without me, his word, you can do nothing. So if your pastor's not teaching you how to operate in the spirit, uh, why are you there? An apostolic leader will encourage the peoples to live and operate in the spirit. Living under the rule of the king will include hearing his voice and speaking his mind through prophecy. That is the mind of Christ. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 24, churches, the apostolic way, is supposed to teach you how to hear the voice of the Lord, not him. And every time you say something, you got to go to the pastor, and then you you know you go to a meeting with him. He don't have no nine gifts of no Holy Spirit. This man don't have no gifts. And you go into a human being that don't even have the basic gifts, which is the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Pastors should have these gifts to be in operation so that they begin a help to a person. I did a deliverance today. I won't say the country. And the word of knowledge was moving so profoundly that every time I said the problem he was dealing with, he said, that is correct. The Lord gave me word of knowledge of the person's car, their motorcycle, you know, and that's how you flow to help a person. If the pastor is blocking it by not understanding the ministry gifts of the Spirit, you're going to have a problem at that church. In Deuteronomy 5.24, the Bible says, And ye said, Behold, the Lord our God hath shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice, and we have heard his voice, heard his voice. An apostolic teaching is supposed to put you in a position where you can hear the voice of God. So not to pass it with him, but most pastors are very controlling to people. They like to control you, keep you down, keep you in training for two or three years, and you won't even promote. Some of these churches, it's not even worth going to. A true pastor, a true word, a true apostolic church is supposed to teach you how to hear the voice of God. The church is a spiritual house consisting of spiritual people. People in church should be in, the, in, in positions of the spirit. If you don't see them operating in any of those gifts, why are you there? And you're going to allow a pastor to give you counsel about your life without the Holy Spirit? My God. The church is a spiritual house consisting of spiritual people. The saints offer up spiritual sacrifices and worship to God in the spirit. 
The saints walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, sing in the Spirit. The kingdom is spiritual and is accessed and lived by spiritual people. Apostles. Now, uh, everybody wants to be an apostle. But the Bible says apostles are despised. If we have a spiritual house, there will be very ministry gifts called to develop in other people in that church. The apostolic true culture in a spiritual church for spiritual people should be one, prayer. The pastor should be able to teach a lot on prayer, and we're going to do a series on prayer. As a matter of fact, uh, email me at overtonavy1 at gmail.com if you want it immediately. If you email me, whoever emails first, you get the call. Two, a constant teaching on fasting. Three, an understanding of worship, because when you worship the Lord, you are releasing your natural burdens, your negative energy, your demons oppressing you. Everything is being released in the praise and the singing of God. He honors the praises of his saints. If that pastor can bring that type of atmosphere, healing can come. Now, if the ministry of healing is not there, you need to talk to your pastor because he's supposed to be able to bring forth healing. The word must be taught a lot, less teaching, less preaching and more teaching. Now, a lot of people are under a pastoral who preaches a lot. Preaching is for salvation. It's to bring people to repentance. It gives strength and hope. It really another, it cranks up the soul and, oh, I'm, I'm going to trust God. But you need to know the Bible. And you really need a good teacher. Jesus was a teacher. Master, we know that thou art a teacher. John chapter 3. Now, the word must be taught at that church. Deliverance must be accepted. Now, if there is no ministry of deliverance at that church, you you're missing it. You, you, you can't get the children's bread ministry. It's absent from the table. And it should not be absent from the table of God's children. And some of you, the Lord is telling me, you are picking churches on based on your human mind and your human intellect. You don't need to do that. If you can't find a good church, come sit up under here. What's wrong with here? I mean, I know I'm not singing and jumping up and down, but I'm definitely giving you scripture. And that's what a person needs in a church. They need the ministry of deliverance. Also, they need the ministry of prophecy to give a person a prophetic word. The pastor also should be able to teach people how to test the spirits. Developing these uh, gifts in the church is developing a culture in which separate people, which can grow and operate in the things of God. But if that pastor is not given a class on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a class on sanctification, reconciliation, justification, not just on some hip-hop thou money coming to me and God's going to bless you and every time you sing a praise, you're getting blessed and you ain't doing nothing by God, just receiving the blessings. You need to get up out of there. Everybody want to be blessed, but don't nobody want to be persecuted. The pastor's supposed to be able to teach persecution because you're going to be persecuted and you're going to suffer for the name of Jesus' sake. This is not an easy walk. He didn't guarantee that it was going to be easy. 
Examples of the school of the prophets established by Samuel. Samuel provided a place for emerging prophets to be developed in their calling and gifting. Samuel established a school of prophets and raised the prophetic level in Israel. Samuel, although a prophet, is a type of an apostle who trains and develops ministry gifts. You need people in church positions to teach the prophetic, not just somebody babbling the word and somebody saying something and they, and they don't even line up with scripture or any encouragement to the person. There are a lot of false prophecies that's out there also. The presence of the Lord was so strong and powerful in Ramah where Samuel and his company aboard. Then when Saul came to look for David to kill him, the Spirit of God and a prophecy came upon him. He stripped off his clothes and he prophesied before Samuel naked all day and all night in 1 Samuel 19.24. Samuel developed a strong prophetic atmosphere in Israel. Our focus is in the development of a strong apostolic ministry in your church. If you don't have this, get out of it. If God's calling you into the ministry, make sure that you operate in the nine gifts. The gifts that flow and operate in the apostolic church includes worship, deliverance, teams, prophecy, ordaining, establishing, pioneering, evangelizing, prayer, teaching, helps, missions, governmental, healing, the gifts of the Spirit, holiness, impartations, governmental authority in the church, and all of these will come to pass if the apostolic is allowed by the Holy Ghost. Mark 7, 6 says, And he answered and said unto them, Well, have Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Now, I want you to turn to the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 29, and I want to read verse 13. Isaiah 29, and we're going to go to verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Now, if you really want to search the Lord, that pastor has to teach you how to worship and serve him with all your heart. He has to talk that to you. He has to explain it. Not only do it, he has to live it. Sometimes the doctrines and the commandments of men can blot the power of God, such as the Baptist church. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. They say tongues have ceased. Tongues won't cease until Jesus come back. The Lord tells us about the commandments of men in Isaiah 65, 2. Also in Titus chapter 114, and the commandments of God, more than the commandments, men more than commandments of God, we cannot be in no church where, the, well, this is our doctrine. Well, what about the Sabbath? No, our, our doctrine, the Bible's doctrine don't say nothing about no Sunday. And I doubt if you find any deliverance ministry operating under the Sabbath, yet they're casting out demons. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Jesus did it. Why should we change off from what Jesus did? An apostolic church will keep the followings of what Christ did on his earthly ministry and deposit into the church where he is as of this day. See, Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. 
Hebrews 13.8, he ain't changed. So we need to allow his spirit to come into the church to bring on the onpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, if that pastor blocks it, you need to get out of there. This teaching from state that the ordination conducted by the bishops was valid. The teaching resists the false doctrines, ceremonialisms, and resists false concepts that bishops replace apostles. That's not true. And in these secular churches, you got bishop, and the Bible says the bishop is supposed to be the husband of one wife. If you're in a church and he's a bishop, ask him how many times he's been married. Four times, twice, you need to get out of there because I've been married more than once. So I can never be a bishop. Apostolic government, Paul was sent as an apostle without the laying on of hands of the twelve. Only God can send out an apostle. And some of these people call themselves apostles. I don't know what in the world they call themselves and not even operating under the apostleship. I'm a teacher. I'm a basic teacher. I ain't all that deep and, you know, he's way up there. Look, I'm just doing what God wants me to do. Apostles are really the scums of this earth. But today they they glorified. First century elders in Timothy one five, Hebrews eleven two, and James five twelve and five fourteen for qualifications for elders. Uh, make sure a scriptural basis. Elder will serve the young, uh, Romans nine twelve. Also you have to beware of false apostles. Amen. In First Corinthians twelve twenty eight, God has said in the church first apostles, not not pastors, apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers. These uh, categories, how the Holy Spirit had framed it in the Bible, is the same trajectory that you have to do in your church. Now, in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9, it says, Apostles, <laughs> apostles is appointed to death, made a skeptical unto the world, skepticals to angels and man, skeptical, S-P-E-C-T-A-C-L-E, anything presented to, especially something, or, uh, wait a minute, uh, anything presented to the sight of view, especially something of a striking or impressive kind. We need to be different. Is your apostle different? Is he a pioneer in the ministry of deliverance? Do your church allow apostles in the operation of your church? The Bible says first apostles. Being treated last is hard on the flesh. The flesh hates suffering, rejection, and persecution. The flesh loves flattering and titles. Leadership must be aware of the subtle traps of religious pride. True believers and ministers cannot avoid suffering and persecution, especially apostolic ministries whose ministry is power and authority. Now, I go under a lot of suffering. Now, I'm not trying to say this for nobody to feel sorry for me. I'm not doing this for nobody but for the Lord Jesus, okay? Colossians 3.17 and 3.23, whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Jesus, not unto man. So I'm not doing this for man. This testimony, I'm going to tell you. I have not bought myself a pair of tennis shoes in three years. I have not bought myself a pair of clothes in four four years. I have to suffer sometimes and go without my medication to pay the internet bills. 
Well, why the Lord got him going through that? He's his servant. Christ suffered. You're going to suffer. Now, ordinary churches, they ain't going to teach that because that, that make you get scared of God. You're going to have to suffer. Job suffered. And nobody was righteous like Job. So an apostolic, apostolic church has to bring in the really the living word of God and illuminate it to the individual people that's at that church. So if the pastor doesn't discuss uh, justification, how I know that you've been je the just to be saved by faith. If he doesn't have any faith teaching, he has to teach faith, developing strong faith. These things must be taught to individuals because if you're in a position to teach, then why don't you have the revelation? And if they do not have revelation, please get out of the church. The word apostle has a much broader definition and broader functions. Apostles provide oversight to the church. They are also elders to the word. Apostles is translated in the Greek A-P-O-S-T-O-L-O-S, meaning one sent forth. Amen? Including overseeing, planting, watering, encouraging, correcting, judging, righteous judgment, activating the word, imparting the word. Acts 1.1, 1, 1, old Theophilus, how Jesus has been both to do and to teach. They have to do it and teach it so the people can see it in the church. If the pastor's not casting out demons, you don't see it, that's not apostolic. If the pastor's not getting the word of knowledge, you don't see it, that's not apostolic. If the pastor uh, don't operate in the prophetic, that's not the word of knowledge. If the pastor can't speak in tongues and someone else interpret it, the pastor's not operating in the power of God. Pioneering, mobilizing, teaching, preaching, and casting out demons. Mark one thirty nine. Now, if you're going to preach a true church with a true pastor, if you're going to preach, you have to cast out devils. Mark one thirty nine. Mark. And he preached in their synagogues throughout all of Galilee. In their synagogues, that was on a Saturday. Why, what are you doing on a Sunday? That's not biblical. Now, if you're going to be apostolic, you can't say, well, he, he always putting in the Sabbath. That's in the Bible. You don't ever hear me teach you how to go outside and sacrifice a, an animal or go cut your cat for the Lord to forgive you. I don't have to teach that because Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. And an apostolic church with the word will obey and teach his followers to obey the Sabbath. This ain't got nothing to do with seven-day Adventists. When you hear Sabbath, you hear seven-day Adventists. That's the only thing they got right. Now, the Baptists, they get you baptized by water, but they don't get you baptized by fire. The Catholics get you sprinkled some water on you, and then they got you praying to Mary, and then they got you praying to St. Anthony, then they got you saying, Hail Mary, then they got you in a confession about, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been six months since my sins. What have you been doing? Well, I had sex with this girl. Tell me, how was it? And you hid lust all in him, and I forgive you for your sins in the name. That's religion. Ain't no difference with you in the Baptist church. You can't hear nothing. Ain't no Holy Ghost up in there. And you go in there all the time. 
and you come out not hearing it. And some of you go to non-denominational churches which don't have no Holy Spirit in there. Just speaking in tongues and a prophecy, that's it. That's it, nothing else. You have to cast out demons and preach Mark 139 in a true apostolic church. Apostolic gifts will take time to fully come forth, but through patience and maturity, these gifts will be able to fully manifest within all believers. We are not apostles, but all can be apostolic. The apostolic spirit is a driving force of the church, and every believer can operate to the same degree in the apostolic anointing. Leaders should develop the apostolic. The flesh profits nothing, but the spirit gives life. Our spiritual lives depend on use of the movement in the Holy Spirit to allow the person to get free of evil spirits. If that's not available, it is not a church force driven by God. The same is true concerning a local church to the direction and the movement of that church. It is determined by the spirit of the church. The condition of the spirit will determine the mobility of the will. The spirit is the fuel to uh, release the power that moves the church. If the enemy can kill the spirit of a believer or a church, he can stop the church. How can he stop it? Through that pastor. Turn to Isaiah chapter 1. If he doesn't believe in tongues, he can stop everything in that church because he's supposed to be representing God. So you got to be very careful who you are believing and who you clicking with. And what especially where you're going to church to. Because I, I don't go to anybody's church. I don't I don't sit I don't really go to church on Sundays, period. I stop that. I don't go to nobody's church on Sundays. I don't care who it is. I'm not showing up. I got convicted. The Lord dealt with me on that, and uh, I'm not doing it. Isaiah chapter 1, please. Let's go to verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought you children, and they have rebelled against me. Now, that pastor, he's the head, rebelling against God. He knows. That tongues is real, but now he don't want to teach it because he feels pressure that the board going to get rid of him in the Baptist denomination. Or that pastor in that position, no one's telling him he's in error. He don't need, really need to be in there because if any pastor blocks the gifts of the Spirit and the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and everything that I'm saying, it's not of God. The ox knoweth her owner, and the ass her master's crib. But Israel does not know my people, does not consider. Ah, a sinful nation, a people led in the way with iniquities, a seed of evildoers, children that are corrupt. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backwards. Why should ye be stricken more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole head, the church, the pastor, is sick. He's not allowing deliverance. He's not allowing healing. He's not allowing the prophetic. He's not allowing laying on of hands. He's not allowing the Sabbath. And you go into that stuff. It's, path it's pathetic. The same is true concerning the local church. The direction and the movement of that church is determined by that pastor. If the spiritual head is sick, you're not going to see the power of God. 
the spirit of a believer or of a church can stop the flow of God with that dung, 2 Kings 18, 26, and 27. It is that which stirs up and gives fuel to the power, the vision that the Lord wants us to have. If churches are not moving, individual believers are hindered from the movement. If you under, Whatever you under is what you're going to get. Now, you must be excited about what you're doing. You must have energy and zeal for Christ. You must have a passion for the desire to accomplish the same concerning local churches. The entire body of Christ, people, must be motivated and our spiritual lives depend upon the Holy Spirit, not the controlling pastor. Tiredness, wilderness, and discouragements are deadly enemies to a believer. And the local church has to have a position of leadership to deal with such problems such as depression, worrying, stress, anxiety. These spirits can cause tremendous damage to the believer. But if the pastor have no understanding concerning the ministry of deliverance, the children will not receive its bread. Samson was an individual army. He represented the strength of an individual appointed by God. Although we are part of a corporate body, we are individual believers. We are called on the name of the Lord Jesus with a driving force can do mighty things if we are taught it. The Bible tells us that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. If you're not getting the knowledge of the ministry of deliverance, ma'am, sir, madams, brother, sister, I pray that you get the understanding and learn the ministry of deliverance and leave the church if they're not operating. Now, the Bible speaks of irresponsible shepherds, according to Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 through 10. Let's go to Ezekiel. Wait one minute, Ezekiel. There you go. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 through 10. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, pastors. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves, should not the shepherd feed the flock? Now, everything I told you today about laying on of hands, speaking, and so, if he's not teaching that, why are you letting him feed you something that's not even in the Bible? Dance around some scriptures and talk about the Noah's Ark. We already know about the animals in Noah's Ark. 
the Beatitudes, the, the basic stuff, teach how to say to our Father. you got to go beyond that. And if that pastor does not have those criterias, then he's not feeding you or feeding the flock. You eat the fat and you clothe you with wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The disease have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick. You don't have no healing. The pastor don't have no healing. None whatsoever. Here it is. Ye heal that was sick, neither have ye bound up that which was broken. There's no deliverance ministry in that pastor. And notice that the Bible calls this irresponsible pastors. Neither have ye bound up the, that which was broken, neither have ye brought again that which was driven away, neither have ye sought that which was lost. Ain't no minister of salvation. Jesus said, go seek the lost and bring them back, bring them in. If the pastor's not doing that, you need to leave. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the fields where they were scattered. My sheep wandered throughout all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, shepherds, hear ye the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because of my flock became a prey, and my flock became meat to every beast of the field, demons. Neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Therefore, O you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand, and cause them to cause my feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more, for I will destroy my flock from their mouth, and they may not and they and they may not be meat for them. Then God explains about a good shepherd. For the Lord God is a good shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. We should learn from him. We should do what Jesus did. The pastor should do what Jesus did. Jesus cast out demons. Why is it that your pastor is not doing what Jesus did and yet you call yourself a Christian? Mm, mm, mm. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, even I will both search my shepherds and seek them out, as a shepherd seek out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep. Among his sheep they are scattered. So will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of the place where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark days. The Lord is trying to deliver you out of your church today. If you don't get out of that mess, you're not going to grow in the things of God. The Bible said, my people said, come out from among them and be ye separate, say the Lord, and touch not that unclean thing. You cannot allow yourself to have foolish shepherds like that. The Bible, again, speaks of false shepherds in Proverbs 25, uh, Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 34. Let's go to Jeremiah before we close. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 34. We've got a part two session with this going to be coming up. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 
Howl ye shepherds and cry and wallow yourselves in the ashes, ye principles of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and of your disparison are accomplished, and ye shall fall like a pleasant vessel. And the shepherds shall have no way to flee, nor the principle of the flock to escape. A voice of the cry of the shepherd and a howling of the principle of the flock shall be heard, for the Lord has spoiled their pastor. God is tired of this stuff. Get out of it. If you don't see anything that's related to the apostolic, why are you there? Why would you want to be somewhere that the man can't even speak in tongues? Why would you want to do that? Now, we're going to pick back up. We're going to come back on later on today on part two of this series. We're going to be dealing with shepherds. We're dealing with an apostolic church. we got a lot to cover. Uh, we want to also let you know that there are considered false pastors in Jeremiah 23, false apostles in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10, false prophets in 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 23, Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 14 through 15. I have sent them not to prophesy, they prophesy a lie. And if they don't have the Holy Ghost in that church, but what I showed to you today, you need to get up out of there. Also for false uh, pastors and false prophets is Deuteronomy 18, 20 and 22. Ezekiel chapter 13, 1 through 10. Jeremiah twenty three sixteen, Jeremiah twenty three eleven, Matthew twenty four eleven, Matthew twenty four one through twenty nine. Also, when these people are teaching, they're teaching out of false wisdom. It's not coming from the Holy Spirit. This wind is descending not from above, but is earthly, devilish. James three fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. So I pray that you have learned something. Jesus said, believe the gospel. If you don't know the gospel, how can you do it? How can you believe something that you don't know? You never saw it in operation. Some of you have never in your life saw the ministry of deliverance in operation in your church. Some of you have never, ever heard your pastor prophesy and then he interpreted and gave a word. Some of you never saw healing in the church. But Jesus is alive, and he's resurrected, and his word works. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never, ever pass away. Put your trust in the word of God. These buildings one day are going to go away. God is looking for the body of Christ within your heart. He wants the word in you. He wants to fellowship with you. Some of these churches are very seriously deteriorating. Now, I live in uh, Jamaica and in the United States. And here, I'm in, I'm in the U.S. now. But tomorrow, down about 30 minutes from my house is Creflo Dollar Church. Money coming unto me now. And it will be packed. That's not, that's not God. Don't be deceived in following man. 
your pastor is just a leader. He's not your savior. I got to talk to the pastor. I got to talk to the pastor. A man called me, and he said, hey, man, I really don't want Christianity. I said, what's wrong, brother? And I began to talk to the man, and the man, you know, he just got saved. You know, he's been <laughs> he's a good man, but he ain't saved. But he, he, he said, I'm tired of, you know, every time I come home, my wife come home, the pastor say, and the pastor, and the pastor, you know, and he didn't like that. And I talked to the lady, and I said, ma'am, uh, and the Lord gave me word of knowledge that she requisite, she understands spiritual headship, but she's not accepting her husband's headship, even though he's not saved. He's still saved. He's the husband of that house, not that pastor. So what happens is we get in an idolatry, and we're starting to idolize people in these positions of church. And when you do that, that's very detrimental to your faith and your walk with Christ. Look at a respective position, but we are all sinful. All have came short of the glory of God. There's not one perfect person on this earth. Amen. Remember that. Respect the position, but they're human. Don't look up to me like I'm perfect because I'm not. Amen. I don't do autographs. Don't send me no uh, pastor's appreciation day. I don't need none of that. Don't send me no anniversary. Just send a source to keep me on air. Amen. I hope that you learned something today. We are in serious financial need. And I'm crying out for the body of Christ. Please hear me. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, don't let Satan sink this. I have been under tremendous, tremendous financial attacks through giving. Every time we stream out overseas, this happens. I'm familiar with it. It's a python spirit. I've come up against it. Help us on air. Keep us in your prayers. We are an apostolic word church. We are non-denomination. We are Sabbath keepers. Jesus is Lord of Sabbath. We believe in speaking in tongues, laying hands. You know the whole works here. We do the whole works. We do it all. Amen. So, so a seed. We, I need you to help me. We've been on a telethon for the past three weeks, and we haven't received not one dime. Amen. And I know it's the enemy. Don't let the devil do that. I have needs as a man of God, not asking you to pay for me. And then I work. The Bible says Second Thessalonians three three ten. A man should not work. He should not eat. I work every day for the Lord. I'm a disabled veteran, and I do this because I love Christ, not for the money purposes. And whatever you give is definitely going to be going back to this radio broadcast. I like certain things. I'll put my personal money first to keep this on. And I'm asking you. By the blood of Jesus, so a seed. Please go to LiveDeliverance.com. Whatever you give us, we will receive. We're not a pastor here. I'm preaching, send a thousand dollars love offering. I don't do that. Whatever God moved, the Bible says, despise not small things. If it's ten dollars, I receive whatever God sent us. The Bible says we must be content in such things that we have. And I know that the forces of darkness definitely try to come up against this ministry. He can't hit me no other way. This is it. This is the only way this ministry can be hit. We have computers paid for. We have uh, people, Brother Paul, we have people uh, volunteer to give us computers. We have to pay the bills at the radio station. And they run, they cost, and we need your your help. And you don't ever hear me preach this often like this, but we're in a desperate need. Help us by going to LiveDeliverance.com and go to www.LiveDeliverance.com on the lower left-hand side of the icon. There is a PayPal secure site. Please sow a seed, or you can also uh, send a check paid to LiveDeliverance.com and 139 Christopher Place, Riverdale, Georgia, 30274. 
501c3 church. God bless you. Join us. Email me, overgenavy1 at gmail.com. Email me if you have any needs for deliverance or you want to become a part of this ministry. God bless and shalom.
Praise God and welcome to Live Deliverance. And we're about to get started. Please stand by. Okay, praise God. Welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. We are concluding and we are wrapping up about how to form an apostolic church. Welcome all of my listeners, audience worldwide. And there is a scripture that I was trying to get before you. We got on air, and let me get to it. Okay. One minute, 1,000. Okay. All right, I'm ready. I got what I want. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you that we had a wonderful Sabbath. Our Sabbath is over. We ask that the Holy Spirit come amongst all the listeners and bring a crystal clear understanding of the revelation of your word. Use me as your oracle. We take authority over every demonic demon in the name of Jesus. The dazzle go away from all of us. Leave the interference alone. Boris bouncy, leave it alone. Go. Matthew 8.32. Go. All right. You cannot get an apostolic church with false pastors and false teachers in the church. Can't do it. So we're going to expose them today. Let's expose them, okay? Uh, you don't really hear sermons like this because... Pastors don't want to expose themselves. I'll do it. They got no problems being controversial. Jesus was very controversial. As a matter of fact, the controversialness that the religious sect said about Christ was the Pharisees and Sadducees. We still have these type of pastors today, although they're not called Pharisees and Sadducees. The Lord gave me a revelation of them in 2004, a great nothing. Great in the outside of man, all types of educational uh, credentials, nothing spiritually. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 23, verse 13. Why am I talking about this? Because this is what you have in some churches, not all. The preacher up in uh, New York who they robbed him, well, another video came out. The woman was doing a study on black churches. And she was praying in tongues, and he didn't like that. The pastor came and choked the woman who was praying in tongues. They looked good. They very well dressed. Very wonderful oratoricals. You know, Hitler was a great oratorical. That don't mean nothing to the power of God. And if you have these types of pastors in the church, we're going to expose them today. Matthew 23, verse 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Lord have mercy. You are blocking the kingdom of God even for those who want to get into the kingdom of God because of your outward appearances, your foolishness, your outer glory, your lust of vindication of your position. Jesus' words constitutes his most severe denunciation. His words was direct against 
directly against religious leaders and teachers who had rejected at least a part of the revealed word of God and replaced it with their own ideas and interpretations. The spirit of Jesus should be noted rather than tolerating and accommodating persons who outwardly appear righteous in their religious performance, but who were unrighteous in their, in their personal lives. Jesus confronted their hypocrisy and sinfulness. Like John the Baptist and the old prophets, Jesus denounced sin and corruption amongst those in positions of spiritual influence. Jesus love for the honor of his father and for the integrity of God's word and his righteous indignation against those who dishonor God and distort his word by their practices. It was so great that it caused him to use the word like hypocrite, verse 15, child of hell, verse 15, blind guide, verse 16, fool, 17, exorcist, exceeders, 25, white sculpture, uncleanness, full of iniquity, serpent generation of vipers, murderers. These words, though severe in condemning, were spoken with a broken heart by one who died for those to whom they were addressed. Jesus described the character of the hypocritical religious leaders and teachers as those who seek to be popular, important, and noticed by others, who love honor, titles and who keep people out of heaven by their ooh, distortion of the gospel of Christ. Oh my God. There are professional religious who are spiritual and godly but are really unrighteous. They speak well of godly spiritual leaders of the past but do not follow their practices and their commitment to God and his word and righteous, whereby they seek money cometh unto me now. The Bible condemns believers to be aware of such false religious leaders, consider them to be unbelievers, and refuse to support their ministry or have fellowship with them. Some of you have a soul tie. You need to study Second John chapter 9. One, chapter 9, 11, 9 through 11. God don't want you to be in, uh, under this type of stuff. And some of you have a soul tie that's very connected to these pastors and you just can't let go. And then you want to come to a deliverance ministry. You really want to come to me and not give me one dime. And I got the labor hours with you. But you will go to him and go light up his uh, offering box. You will cut your 10% of your first fruit, your tithe, your 10% of your gross. You'll go give it to him in a minute. Me, I got to work. And I have to ask you, can I get an offering? If I'm blessing you, I got to get some. Why is it that people are so connected with this type of doctrine? Because it falls under another Jesus. And that's not the true church. The true church that I indicated to you was in our earlier broadcast. Please go to uh, the development of the apostolic first century church, part one, and then you'll be able to understand more of what I'm talking about on part two. Amen. Now, let me say this. Excuse me.
let me say this. Believers today must be aware that within the church there may be ministers of God's word who are the same spirit and light as the corrupt teachers of God's law and Jesus. Jesus warns that not everyone who professes Christ is a true believer, nor all Christian writers, missionaries, pastors, evangelists, teachers, deacons, workers, yet are to be claimed Christians. Do you see them casting out demons? I'm going to go right back to that. No. Why are you there? These ministers will, on the outside, appear righteous unto man, as in Matthew 23, 28. They come in sheep's clothing, Matthew 7, 15. They may debase their message solidly on God's word and proclaim high righteous standards. They may appear sincere, concerned for God's work and kingdom, and show great interest in the salvation of the lost while professing love for all people. They may appear to be great ministers of God, Spiritual leaders anointed by the Holy Spirit, they may proclaim miracles and have great success, and multitudes may follow them. Nevertheless, these people have wrong spiritual foundations and are of a kind of a spirit with the false prophets talk about in the Old Testament. Study Deuteronomy 13.3. Study 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 40. Study Nahum chapter 6, verse 12. And study Hosea chapter 4, verse 15. Now, I want you to turn real briefly to Jeremiah 14, 14. And if you don't know how to test the spirit in a church, you're going to be messed up. He up there preaching to you. He up there prophesying to you. Everybody who prophesies is not of God. Now, let me give you a testimony of that before I give you the scripture. Just hold on to Jeremiah 14, 14. We got time. This is going to be a long session doing this. This is my last session for this week. I'm going to be off until Monday. I'm very tired. So I used to be with this guy named Omega Man Radio, Shannon Davis. My God, help him. I, I pray for him. And Shannon Davis had this prophet on, and I was telling Shannon Davis, hey, man, how are you casting out demons and you don't speak in tongues? And people are listening to this man talking about triage. Triage, what do you mean, patching people up? That's not in the Bible. So you got deliverance ministers who don't even have, you can't cast out demons effectively unless you got the Holy Ghost. Where Jesus, he cast them out. Yeah, Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came on him before he did anything. Now, if he had to do it that way, why? How come you going? I said, Shannon, how are you going to go bypass Jesus and go into deliverance ministry and start casting out demons? He didn't like that. So he had a, a prophet named Prophet Drew. I'll call him out out of California. And I just checked in the room just to see what this man was was talking about. Oh, shut up, Saka. It of course she said that them tongues was just a rolling. Pastor Apostle Overton, uh, I, the Lord is telling me to tell you I see a building that you're going to get in seven months. Uh-huh. <laughs> I already know that that wasn't true. So I just kept listening. The Bible said become quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to anger. So I began to listen to him. And 
I knew that wasn't of the Lord, but the Bible said, out the mouth of two or three witness that every word be established, Second Corinthians 13, 1, I lined it up with Scripture. You have to test prophecy by Scripture. If you don't know how to test the Spirit, you better know the Scripture. And when you know the Scriptures and you have the Word down in your spirit, you're good to go. You are good to go. And you have to study the word. So, <laughs> I was just listening to him, and uh, he was trying to shove this. Pro- hey, listen to me. That I said, hold up, man. I'm gonna listen to you, but you don't tell me just to receive this. I'm gonna wait on the Lord and have him to confirm out the mouth of two or three witnesses. Go ahead and say what you got to say. <laughs> so I let him say that. I knew it when the Lord, because the Lord told me to come out of my office that I already had. I was paying $940 a month. Thank God I listened to the Lord because it takes 1400 here uh, to run the radio station a month. So I got out of there. I waited. I said, okay, I'll get back with you in seven months. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I waited seven months. I knew I wouldn't get no bill. And I called back to you, old lying prophet, you. You are a lying prophet. I called him out. I openly rebuked him. Don't let nobody come prophesy something to you. And if somebody prophesies you wanting some money, you know you need to go. Because when that money comes, is what they're going to use the gift to solicit money. That's perjury to a God. And they'll have to pay a very serious penalty. We're going to give you scriptures of that price that they have to pay dealing with lying against God's people. In Jeremiah 14, 14, it says, Then... The Lord said unto me, the prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spoken to them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination, and a thing of naught, and a deceit of their heart. I waited exactly a month time there. I said, hey, man, I ain't going to have no building. I said, you are a lying prophet. I let that radio station alone. See, every time somebody say Jesus of Nazareth don't necessarily mean that they're knowing it. If they don't have scriptures trying to teach you the Bible, why are you <coughs> why are you gonna listen to that? You got to teach people the word. They may perform miracles and have great success, and multitudes may follow them. Nevertheless, these people have wrong spiritual foundations and are the kindred spirit with the false prophets of the Old Testament. The Pharisees was given over to the exhortation and excess, full of dead men's bones, Jesus says in Matthew 23, 25, and of all uncleanliness in Matthew 23, 27, full of hypocrisy, iniquity, Matthew 23, 28. Their lives behind closed doors involve such things as lost, immortality, adultery, greed, self-centeredness. These impostors gain a place of influence in the church in two ways. Some false teachers begin their ministry in sincerity, truth, purity, and genuine faith in the Lord Jesus of Nazareth. Then, because of their pride, which is what happened to Satan, and their own immoral desires, personal commitment to and the love for Christ gradually die. Consequently, they are served away from God and being used as instruments of Satan, not even knowing it, and becoming instruments of Satan while disguising themselves as ministers of righteousness. And the Bible speaks of that 
in 2 Corinthians 11. Now, please turn to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Second Corinthians eleven. Now eleven thirteen says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. That's what Jesus says it was in those days, and they're like that today. If you see that in your church, get out of there. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. For no marvel, for Satan himself can transfer himself into an angel of Christ. And what they do is they set up another gospel. Okay, in Second Corinthians 11.4, the word says, For if he that come preaching another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not perceived, or another gospel. It's another gospel. It does not have casting out demons. It does not. Oh, it's going to have some prophetic about money about eight, nine months down the line. All that's going to be going on. He'll give a couple of word of knowledge or two, and they'll be directly from the Lord. The gifts of God does not come without repentance. And he has to pay for that using that gift and then using it for his flesh. You go, That's severe consequences in sin. And that's that's doom, man. I don't want to be like that. And I pray to God that you, anybody out here, listen to me. Leave these churches that's not teaching nothing, man. Leave them. Chapman John Durden, you got anything to say? We're live broadcasting. You have the mic. Chaplain Durden, you have the mic. Hang on, we're having some technical problems. Chaplain Durden, you have the mic? Okay, we have some technical problems because Brother John told me he's 81 years of age, and he said he ain't heard nothing about generational curses as a Methodist. He never heard that in his life. He never knew that deliverance could be effective. He never saw it in the Bible. He never seen anything about generational curses. I didn't either. I was Roman Catholic. I was all messed up. I had some. I had demons suppressing me at night when I was a child. It's real. Don't get caught up in this other gospel. Don't let the enemy come in and steal all of your blessings from you. Now, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians, it says, For if he that cometh preaching another Jesus Christ, whom ye have not preached, and if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel. So if people go into church tomorrow and it's considered another gospel, one, is not on the Sabbath day, Two, it's going to be intellectualism. Big hats going to be on, the mothers in the robe and the white handkerchief, and they set up in the front. Those are the mothers of the church. Keep up more mess and control and manipulation than anything. And then you got the deacons. And then you got the ushers, and they everybody bucking for position as an usher trying to please the pastor to be the number one usher. It's a spirit of slavery 
that comes in operation of the church when there's no minister of deliverance. Where there's not the power of the Holy Ghost. With the movement of the power of God. The movement of the power of God has to be in the church by signs following, by the word of knowledge, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, by all functions. The first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 28 must be implemented or it is considered another gospel. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, we're going to go to 12 verse 28. And he says, And God set some in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, government, diversities of tongues. How come this is not in the church? How come some church, oh, I speak in tongues. I don't speak in tongues. I don't believe in tongues. Because it's not the full gospel. It's another gospel. Where is in the Bible that it says Pastor Appreciation Day? There's nowhere. Ha, 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 yeah. Lord, we want to thank you here with Dr. D.R. Kilmington here, the man of God at the hour of God. In the time of God, we have his written word. We give you Dr. Leroy Montgomery. And he get up there and just start talking to you, and he don't have no scripture. You're laughing. You're giggling. He got you saying some funful things. Shoot a little scripture here at you. Shoot one over here at you. Get, just say he's coming out the word. And he then went off his base teaching, and you all didn't call up in it. Then you get out the church. The music going to get you to start sending the money. At bars, they have a five musicians, and they just playing the music. And you, hey, I can hear it in front. I hear that. I'm on air. I'm on air live. And it begins to interfere with the movement of the Holy Spirit. And now the, mu- the music coming in. And now you're, and then you're, oh, it sounds real good. Now you're getting your money. Now what did you get out of that? Did you see any signs follow? Romans 18, 19 says that signs must follow. Turn to Romans 18, 19. The book of Romans. In Romans, let's go to chapter 18. Uh oh. 15. Uh. 15, 16. Uh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Go to the book of Mark, I'm sorry. Forgive me. The book of Mark. Mark chapter 16. The last commission of Christ before he ascended into heaven. His name is Yeshua the Messiah. Yeshua, Yeshua. He's Jewish. Leave the Jewish people alone. Don't mess with them. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. God bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. Leave Israel alone. Kanye West spoke a curse on himself, saying something negative about the Jewish people. And he, he went back and said he was sorry. Well, he still got the pace for the curse. Leave the Israeli people alone. In another gospel church that Paul speaks about that does not have casting out of demons, that does not have speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, 
the prophetic, the minister of healing, the minister of restoration, repairing the pragmatic soul, if it does not have all of that, then Christ is not working with that pastor. Jesus specifically says this in the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following, amen. If your pastor don't have any signs following while you're there. And you know what I hear people, what church goes to? Oh, I go to Mount Basin Baptist Church. My pastor named Reverend D. Bumbar Sharpton, and they can't quote one scripture. They can tell you his pastor and spell his name. That's pitiful. It is not the pastor's job but to feed you 24 hours a day. It is for you to get in that Bible and study that word for, your work, for yourself. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study thyself approval, a workman who not need to be corrected, but rightly dividing the word of truth. It is your responsibility to read the Bible. It is your responsibility to find out if they're false prophets. It is all in the Bible. Search the scriptures. As like you're looking for gold, and God will bring it to pass and will show you. This is another gospel. Now, tomorrow is Sunday. That's not the, 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 the Sabbath day. And everybody's going to get up and go, and then you expect the power of God to come. Lord, you're going to come to me on the day that the Roman Catholics did. That's what they did. That's another gospel. You have to be very cautious uh, when people uh, say that they're of, of the Lord, because everybody's not of the Lord. Now, I want to show you something. Uh, let's go to Zechariah chapter 11, verse 15. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 15. Now, if you got these pastors out here playing these games with people, they're going to pay for it. So if you pastors listening to me and you up there uh, pimping people out their money, you're going to pay for that. Whatsoever man soweth, that she also reap. Galatians 6, 7, 8, 9. You will pay for that. Now, God does not like uh, people who operate like that. Let's see what God says about false shepherds in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 15. And the Lord said unto me, Take unto thee ye the instruments of a foolish shepherd. That's a stupid pastor. He don't know the Bible. You got people who pastors ain't called. They call themselves. For lo, I will rise up a shepherd in the land, which shall not visit those that be cut off, neither shall seek the young one, and heal that which is broken, nor feed that that standeth still. But he shall eat the flesh of the fat, and tear their claws in pieces. Woe to the idle shepherds that leaveth the flock, the sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. God will deal with these types of people. Now, let's look at it again. God speaks about these false prophets again in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 through 10. Please turn to, to your words, Ezekiel 31, Ezekiel chapter 31, 1 through 10, Old Testament, the prostitute or the Torah, the first four books of the Bible. That was went through the Holy of Holies in the Ark of Covenant during a time of God's fellowship with the children of Israel, and he was in the Ark of a Covenant, and that's where the Spirit of God dwelled at. We don't have that no more. Uh, we have been, uh, thank God for the second Adam, Yeshua the Messiah, who's taken the place of Melchizedek, Hebrews chapter 7. Okay, let's go to uh, Ezekiel 34, 1 through 10. 
Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 through 10 says, And the word of the Lord said unto me, Son of man, prophesy against the pastors or the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flocks? And some of you are listening to this bull crap. I wanted to say S-H-I-T. I'll spell it. And you're sitting that dung, Second Kings uh, 18, 26, and 27. You ain't nothing but under piss. Go to Second Kings. That's all you under is piss. It's pathetic, and you like that mess. And you're going to die and go straight to hell with it. Second Kings chapter 6. Second Kings Okay, I will find it this way. Wait a minute. King James, piss and dung. Uh, we'll find it. Second Kings eighteen twenty seven. Second Kings eighteen. I found it. Eighteen twenty seven. Second Kings eighteen twenty seven. Here we go. But Rashika said unto them, Have my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Has he not sent me to the men which sit on the wall that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? It's also saying the same thing in Isaiah chapter 36, verse 12. Let's show you how accurate God's word is. Now, this is thousands of years. The prophet Ezekiel prophesied about dead bones in Israel, which represent a deadness of the spirituality of the Lord Jesus Christ upon coming upon the church. The church is not supposed to be dead. It's supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's supposed to have deliverance. It's supposed to have revival. It's supposed to have justification, sanctification, reconciliation, dispensation of God, the ministry of deliverance, the ministry of the heaven, the prophetic, the governmental. It's supposed to have it all. But if you've got dry bones at the top, which the head is sick, according to Isaiah chapter 1, you're going to have a problem with that pastor. Now go to Isaiah 36, 12. It's going to say the same thing. Isaiah 36, and let's go to verse 12. But Rashika, hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Had he not sent me to the men that sat upon the wall that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? It's spiritual dung and piss to have a pastor that can't hear God. And you need to get out of this embarrassing. No, you want to justify your righteousness by picking a church that you want to go to. God says, my ways are not your ways, Isaiah 55, 8. You're stubborn. You're stiff-necked. God wants you to get out of there. But that old stiff-necked spirit that resists the Holy Ghost, Acts seven fifty one. that's a powerful spirit. And if it's hanging over a pastor that's resisting the Holy Spirit, what are you doing there? Let's go to Acts seven fifty one. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did so, do ye. Now, that's a curse, because in Lamentations 5-7, it says, Our fathers have sinned, we bore their iniquity. So now you're sitting on the pastor who resisted the Holy Ghost, 
you're going to resist the Holy Spirit. That's a curse. Did you know that if a person's speaking and if it's not coming from the Holy Spirit, that means that if I say something to this right now, and if it's not coming from Scripture, a curse will come on me? You didn't know that, did you? Well, I'll show you. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And you go on the wrong day, set up in that ha yeah. Well, good evening here. Praise God. It's a wonderful system. <laughs> How you doing, Sister Mark? You're looking good. Give me a call tomorrow. Yeah, right. And them spirits are fleshing up in there because there's no deliverance. Don't know about we hearing about no demons. Don't know about we hearing about that. You know, I call a secular church. That is what you got to come out of. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse three. Wherefore I give you to understanding that no man speaking, that no man speaking by the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed. So if I don't say what the Holy Spirit wants me to say, I'm going to cause Jesus a curse, and that blood is going to be on me. Imagine what you're doing on a Sunday. you got a pastor up there giving you two or three scriptures. I guarantee if you came to my house for dinner and I put a, a fry, one egg and put it on the table and say, here it is, and you're going to inspect a meal, you get an egg. One scripture ain't nothing to me. One scripture? And they'll ride off that, and they ain't talking about a damn thing, nothing. And guess what? You like it. You come in agreement with it. But you're going to die. And then you're going to have to answer to the Lord of your foolishness. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 says, Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You don't want to know the truth because the truth will set you free. And some of you like these type of churches, the Holy Spirit said me, because you want to ease your way into the kingdom of God. But, hey, man, I doubt that's going to happen. Behold, Lord, haven't I cast out demons in my name? Have I done all these mighty works? And Jesus said, away from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. Just because you cast out demons don't mean you're going to heaven. That's a biblical statement up there. So if you got pastors that's bringing garbage to you every Sunday, no knowledge, and not no sound doctrine according to 2 Timothy 4.3, you are going to have a problem. A good shepherd must stand before God. Genesis, uh, Jeremiah chapter 49, 19. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 44. A good shepherd must hear the word of God. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 9. He must be in order. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. He must be able to hear the Lord. A pastor can't hear the Holy Spirit. Like what I'm saying, I don't have this written out. I got some notes and some scriptures, but the Holy Spirit says, do not worry about what you're going to say or how that you're going to say it, but the Holy Ghost shall teach you at that hour what you need to say, Luke 12, 11. Mark 13, 11 says, don't premeditate. Well, a what you call an oratorical pastor, an educated enemy and a fool of God who have all these so crazy, crazy degrees, he's going to get up there and intellectualize the gospel. The gospel cannot be intellectualized. Only one person can give you the gospel. I can't do it. Money, thou money coming. Leroy Thompson, I know he can't do it. And Creflo Dollar, I know he can't do it. T.D. Jakes can't do it either. The Pope can't do it. Only one person can open this Bible up to you. 
That's the revelation of Jesus Christ, according to Galatians 1.12. I neither received it by man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus. And if you're sitting under a dead pastor, you're not going to be able to get the revelation of God because the whole head is sick. He up there messing up, and he's going to pass it down to you. The blind leading the blind. That's really what's going on. And some of you pick these churches based on how nice looking the pastor is. And you want him in your heart. If you had a minute, you'll try to work it. See, all that stuff in them but demonic. That's all it is is demonic activity in the church. The Bible speaks of the synagogue of Satan. Those are demons in the church right now. In the church every Sunday. You ever see somebody go to church and they fall asleep? That's the spirit of slumber. Every time you teach the Bible, the phone rang, distraction spirit. Oh, they, the devil got a way to get you away from from uh, reading the word. And don't talk about no fasting. He'll bring that Kentucky Fried Chicken in your face the next day. So if a shepherd can't lead you by the leading of the Holy Spirit, why are you up under that? He must be able to see in the spirit. Well, what you mean see in the spirit? I'll explain to you. Go to 2 Kings 6.17. Oh, I'm tired. 2 Kings. See, I saw today, I was doing an exorcism, and I saw a dark cloud. I said, Lord, what is this? He said, that's what's hanging over your church, trying to block this, these tithes, this ministry, trying to block that money. That, Block your money from coming in. And he gave me Second Kings 6.17, and Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. I ask the Lord that he open all of your eyes, whatever passed you under, Reverend Fledman. And why are you calling him Reverend? The Bible said holy and reverend is to be named of God. Psalms 119. Holy and reverend to be revealed. That means to be revealed that you reveal God. Reverend, don't you ever call me no reverend. I don't even like being called no apostle. Just call me him, and I don't need all that because I don't like the attacks. This stuff is serious, and the devil is forming churches. Beyonce got a church now, and they worshiping her down there in New Orleans. Kanye West preaching. Jesus walked. <laughs> How are he going to tell Jesus to walk, and he wasn't even born during the time of Christ? Man, please, this is, this is an anti-Messiah spirit that's shifting away from the church. And this is why prosperity's ministers are very popular in these last days. The Bible says that Jesus of Nazareth was only pleased with one church when he was dealing with the church of Thyatira and the church of Philadelphia and all of the seven churches of the seven spirits in Revelation. He found that the church of Philadelphia and the definition of Philadelphia is the deliverance ministry, very pleasing to the Savior. When there's no ministry of deliverance, you have an exposure of demons. A lack of understanding of demonology, which is the study of deceit. And Elijah prayed and said, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots and fire round about. All Christians need. Don't let no pastor tell you, well, you need to uh, get, uh, that's only for the pastor. That is not true. The Bible tells us that we can see in the spirit if we ask. I see demons. Now, go to 1 Corinthians 12. They don't bother me. They, now, I got, I got yeah, they'll, they'll attack you, but you got to fight back. And one pulled my, my finger all the way back. I can't even move my finger. I have to go like this just to move it back, and it's folding here. Hey, 
you're going to get in a boxing match, you got to fight it out. The Bible wants us to be hardened soldiers, 2 Timothy 2, 3. God don't want no wimps. Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and this gift you really need so you can discern what your pastor is dealing with. The discernment of spirit will tell you every spirit in a person around you. Imagine you have this gift, and you know the person, but you know what's in them also. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, that did it say you have to be a pastor to get spiritual gifts? You see, don't go to no church and let no pastor tell you. I've had people call me and tell me, well, the pastor told me I didn't need the Holy Spirit. Just give it up to him, and he'll deliver the message to me. That's stupid. I said, give me his number. I said, hey, man, what are you doing teaching some doctrine that's not true? Jesus said, you should receive power after the Holy Ghost come upon you. He hung up. There's all types of counterfeits out here. This is why the Lord taught me through Dr. Derek Prince, the late great Derek Prince, who's raised three people from the dead. I said under Derek Prince, watch who you set under. What you set under is what you're going to get. Now, if you're under pastors that don't teach you this gift, you've got to get these gifts. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Know that you were Gentiles, carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understanding that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. And these are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And these are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And these are diversities of operation, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It's for everybody, not just for a pastor. They say, with all. Then he says, for the one is given the Spirit of the word of wisdom. That's wisdom he'll give you concerning a situation in your life. Pastor's not supposed to control you. If you get the word of wisdom, the Lord will direct you. You can go talk to him, but don't, don't have him to have the final authority over your life. Get these gifts so you don't have to depend on, on one man, and you've got to pray that he get it right. Now, if you don't have the Holy Ghost in him, what are you doing going to him? For to one is given the spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge. Now, I get this a lot. The word of knowledge was moving. I like to cast out demons on the Sabbath. I, I mean, it's a, it's a very powerful day. It's clear. You can hear the word of knowledge. You can hear the Lord. And it's, it's just as clear. And it was so beautiful. It was a peace. The Sabbath is a very powerful day. It's a day that the devil don't like. So get the word of knowledge, which is by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit. This is a, a supernatural of faith to bring healing to people. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. That's the prophesy. Prophesy must be interpreted in the church. The rules and regulations for that is in 1 Corinthians 14. Prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. That's what I want to talk on. Discerning of spirits. You remember I showed you in 2 Kings 6.17? Well, discerning of spirits, the Holy Spirit will open up. You see, I saw this black cow today and as python, and I've been on them. I've been on him. So be careful of who you're setting under. Make sure that the pastor is a good shepherd, 
must hear the word of God, Ezekiel 34, 9, must be in order with the Holy Ghost, 1 Timothy 3, 5, okay? Must be led by the Holy Spirit, Luke 12, 11, must see in the Spirit, 2 Kings chapter 6, 12, also must have operational gifts, operational gifts, go in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, read the operational gifts, that's very, very important. Must be able to understand scriptures through revelation and make it to be very simple to the hearer. That's in Luke chapter 24, verse 45. That's in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2. Must have the Holy Spirit within him, 1 Corinthians 2.16, which is the mind of Christ. Also Philippians 2.5. Must be able to be a good preacher to preach in season and out of season. That means when somebody don't want to hear it, you still got to preach the truth. You can't preach so this is your buddy and you and him get along and I'm not going to say this. No, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to teach the word. And if you call to teach, he that is teacher must be drug, must be judged more stricter. So be careful if you're going to be in a position of a teaching. You better make sure you got scripture after scripture. Uh, other than that, I don't consider this teaching. All right, before we close, let's go to Second Timothy. Uh, this is a, a, a long part series we're going to be doing, and when we close this segment out, beginning Monday, uh, we're going to be teaching on prayer. And please stay tuned. It's going to be live. Uh, on Mondays, uh, bear with us. We're going to be streaming out of uh, Finland, uh, the nation of Finland, and we're going to be talking about the definition of prayer, how prayer is answered, the prayer life of Jesus. Jesus make prayer a priority, uh, prayer accomplished by events in Jesus' life, the levels of prayer, types of prayers. Then we're going to get into basic intercession, a modern intercessor, how to intercede, what is the importance of intercessory. Uh, then we're going to deal with the delegating the power and authority that we have over the enemy, the power over sin, the power to extend the gospel. We're going to be talking about binding and loosing, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Then we're going to be dealing with fasting, types of fasting, biblical examples of fasting, the purpose of fasting, the length of a fast, public and private fasting, God's chosen fasting, the result of fasting. And then we're going to move into how to intercede, principles for effective intercessory, what to intercede for by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then we're going to be moving into a hindrance of effective intercessory, a hindrance to effective intercession, eliminating hindrance to interceptions, when, how, and when to pray. Pray. Uh, then we're going to be dealing and break down the Our Father, Our Father. We give scriptures about that. Hallowed be your name. We're going to give you scriptures about that. Your kingdom. We're going to show you what that is. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to talk about give us this daily bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every what? Word out of the mouth of God. We're going to break that down. Forgiveness of our debts temptations, deliver us from evil, that's the ministry of deliverance, your kingdom come and your power and glory forever, which is a proclamation in that prayer of the Lord's Prayer. We're going to break that down systematically. Uh, also, we're going to recapitulate what we taught uh, last week and go forth in the process of teaching you about prayer. Also, the definitions of revival, preparing for a revival, why a revival is needed, evidence of backsliding conditions of a person, how to restore ones with gentleness, Leadership, we don't do that. Leadership conference, that's nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Hindrance to prayer. Uh, and also, uh, after that, we're going to start bringing proclamations of prayer. And then we're going to close out with praying in the Holy Ghost. How to pray in tongues. How to build up your most holy faith. And that's going to be it for tonight. Shalom, shalom, shalom. God bless Israel. Father, we come in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. 
We thank you for Israel. We pray for the protection of Israel. Lord God, I pray that you send your angel, which hangs over Israel, Michael the archangel. And Lord, we ask that Israel be protected and bring salvation to the Jewish people. Your word said the salvation is for the Jew first and then Israel. Oh, Heavenly Father, my beloved Jamaica, Lord, we thank you for Jamaica. We ask that you bless Jamaica. We take authority over the principalities of spirits of poverty, lack, depression, in the name of Jesus, inadequate health care. We reverse that and bring speak blessings. We pray that the rule of Great Britain be broken off of them, the shackles of slavery through colonialism by paying taxes to Great Britain. We bind it now and send it back to the sender. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we ask that you help this idolatrous nation, America. We ask for salvation to the heathen nations of this country, that you can hear anyone's prayers that you said you hear any righteous man in prayer. I ask that you hear the prayers of the saints and forgive those who are foolishness and decoration toward Satan and against your word. We come up against every diabolical spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Magakalan, Bakupitis, Gabakupitis, Exilosto, Asroth, Astorus, Dagod, Magakalos, Every principality in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we cut up a you. We speak blessings to the hearer. We speak blessings, not curse. We reverse all curses in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, based on Galatians 3.13. Christ that redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is he who hangeth on a tree. We ask that you forgive us this day, O Lord, for all of our sins, and we acknowledge you as our Lord and Savior. For it is written, if we confess our fault, that he is just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness, 1 John 1, 9. We thank you that you can forgive us through your blood, and we thank you that you watches it into the sins of forgiveness, according to Psalms 103, 11, and 12. God bless, God bless Jamaica. Be back in Kingston, Jamaica. Next month on the 7th, we're going to pick this back up on this series on apostolic apostleship and false pastors next week. Shalom to you. God bless you. Please sow a seed here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Please sow a seed. Ask the Lord to put in your heart what to give here. Amen. We don't preach down money, come it, and come down the line with a gold cane and all that stupid foolishness. Just sow a seed. Whatever God puts on your heart, please make that donation. We are definitely in some need of some finances, and we know that God's going to cover it, but we want you to be part of that covering. Amen. Go to LiveDeliverance.com at www.LiveDeliverance.com on the lower left-hand side and make a donation to your PayPal. God bless. Shalom to you. Have a good night. And have a blessed, blessed day. Stand by for those who are in Blog Talk Radio, please. South Africa, stand by. Botswana, stand by. Great Britain, stand by. Israel, stand by. Johannesburg, South Africa, stand by. Lutherania, stand by. Romania, stand by. God bless you. And have a wonderful evening. <laughs>